Hi there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Sport of Business podcast. I am your host, Matt Scanlon. Today's episode is is awesome. We were able to sit down with Heather Hartman. She's the editor of Box Pro Magazine, and Heather uh, was able to provide a lot of really good insight into where our industry is trending and also be able to identify some of the pain points that most gym owners are having right now. One theme that we consistently came back to was business systems, branding, and marketing as being the biggest pain points that a lot of gym owners are having right now. If you guys haven't yet, I would really encourage you to check out our 321GO Project Academy, which is a very intensive education on all of the things that we identified in this interview today. Uh, We've reopened the academy. There's only 50 spots open for it, and they always go really quick. So if you guys haven't yet, head over to 321goproject.com and click on the Business Foundations Academy course to find out more. And as always, if you guys have any questions, my email is matt, M-A-T-T, at 321goproject.com, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Have a great week, guys. As Matt said, my name is Heather Hartman. I'm the editor for Box Pro Magazine. Box Pro is the business resource for affiliates and coaches. Our job is to educate and empower affiliates and coaches within the industry. And we do that through writing articles, video, social media channels, and I am in charge of all of that. So my day-to-day is different, and it is not all typical. Uh, I, I, I write. I do a lot of video editing. Um, I do photography as well, and I make sure the magazine actually goes to print every other month, which is probably the most important part of my job. But there's a lot of back-end stuff as well between working with vendors and advertisers and sponsors and um, just building relationships with affiliates and coaches across the nation, which is probably my favorite part, and I didn't know I would love as much. But yeah, so my job is to do anything and everything that BoxPro needs to in order to be the best business resource possible. It, so. it, uh, it definitely sounds like it. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you put out six print editions uh, yes. annually. And yes. what what about online? What does that traffic look like? Yeah, online. So we, we put out six uh, print issues annually. And online we are doing about uh, – two to four pieces of content a week that's new. And that could involve anything from blogs that we ask other affiliates or coaches to write or even a blog that uh, I write myself because I enjoy blogging and uh, I do CrossFit and talk to affiliates and sometimes I have little insights. And it also involves uh, stories that we put together, typically one to two source stories where it's about 400 words of just, hey, we're going to focus on this short little topic, whether it be nutrition or how to do your best business card or uh, anything along those lines. And we we put that out every week, hopefully giving affiliates and coaches some little tidbits that they can take and, you know, infiltrate into their business, you know, on a weekly basis. So they don't have to wait every two months to get business tips from box pro. So that's, that's our big push with that. And we also do video content as well and offer up inspirational memes on social media and um, some wad of the day type things. But so we're we're trying to dip into all these different avenues. Absolutely, but you'd say that the primary focus is uh, business services and information for the affiliate owners. Oh yes, of course. I mean that's why we're here. We are here for the affiliates. We're here to educate and empower. That's 
that's what we do, and that's why we started. So, so, so going back to like the founding or the inception of Box Pro Magazine, when did it become apparent that business services are something that affiliate owners are looking for? Yeah. So before I get into that, just mm-hmm. a little backstory. Uh, Box Pro is not the first magazine of the company I work for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Peak Media. We actually started 13 years ago. So we started first with Club Solutions Magazine, which is actually a business resource for health and fitness clubs, uh, kind of the other side of the industry. Mm -hmm. And then it was about maybe, I think it was about maybe a year and a half ago now, two years ago, that uh, our president realized that there was a hole within the CrossFit industry, um, that there was no really business resource for affiliates in terms of a magazine form. And so he was like, well, we should take advantage of this. And we kind of know what we're doing with health clubs, and I bet you we could bring some benefit to some box owners. And so why not? And literally it just snowballed from there. And I believe it was a year ago this past July that Box Pro launched, and it's been going out for over a year and a half. And um, we've just been trying to fill that need as best as possible. Interesting. So any any similarities or um, or differences that you see between – the the club related magazines and now the the box related magazine. Yeah, so it's really interesting. In terms of like format wise, we actually take a lot of similar things that worked for Club Solutions and brought them into Box Pro, which is very interesting when you see the back end of it and how similar all of our magazines are because uh, we found that format works the best. But in terms of um, best business practices, there's this, there's a huge difference. And it's really funny because I actually sit right next to the editor of Club Solutions Magazine. And sometimes I'll share with her like something that a box owner does and she'll literally, her jaw will drop and be like, they do what? And it's just very interesting to see. So for example, uh, I think I once told her about a lot of boxes have honor uh, systems in place with their pro shops when they sell t-shirts and, you know, Kill Cliff Bar, you know, and whatever that may be. And I told her once, yeah, you know, sometimes members will just walk in and mark something down and say, I, I you know, I picked up two waters and, and then walk out. And she's like, no. And she just, she just could not believe they did that because in the health club business, it's like there's always somebody at the front desk and checking you out. And who knows? They probably have machines that beep if you walk out with something, you know? And so it's interesting to see those differences between the two business-wise, because the health club industry has been around for so much longer than the CrossFit industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see ways that, uh, so you so you launched Box Pro a little over a year ago, is that correct? Yeah, it's about a year and a half now. Do you see any intersections there that as the, the affiliate market begins to mature, that we're seeing intersections with the health club market, or are they just like on completely different continents at this point? Oh, no, they... They are definitely very similar. I mean, they both deal with fitness. They both deal with, you know, that that core of fitness. And so they both have similar paths that I've seen. Um, and as, as time has progressed, it's interesting to see how the best practices have changed and evolved and maybe grown closer in a sense to what you would see in the health cup industry, you know, paying more attention to branding. Like I, I've talked to... Um, JP from Brick recently and, you know, how, how focused on branding they are and like making everything the same, keeping that brick orange, keeping that brick motto throughout everything, which is what you would see in something like Planet Fitness where it's like purple, like that is their thing, you know? So definitely as time has evolved, I've talked to more and more affiliate owners, 
Uh, I've seen them change and step closer to, I guess, an even more professional realm of their business, which I, I think they're separate paths, but they definitely have become more aligned, which is kind of neat to see. And they've become something that I would put in definite contention with health clubs and fitness clubs, which is really kind of neat. So, um, the industry definitely feels like it's beginning to shift. I, you know, I don't, I have no data to support this. I'm sure you have more metadata that reflects the shifting industry, but I really see both models really borrowing best practices from each other. You know, I think that's good for us in the end. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It was it was really interesting because we actually just had this leadership retreat with uh, a bunch of different health club and fitness owners, and they were even talking about how uh, they are utilizing CrossFit and bringing CrossFit gyms into their health clubs. And I think that's one of the best things about um, CrossFit gyms is the fact that they have such a strong community, which health clubs really fight for. Um, you know, a lot of times people just go in, work out, and then leave and don't connect with anybody. And I think it's cool how both industries are learning from each other. And I think, you know, I'll talk to a lot of affiliates who maybe don't have a great opinion of the health club down the road, but I'm also going, well, there's a lot of things you can learn from the health club down the road that maybe you can bring in. It gives you a good point of differentiation, which is something that we always talk about is, you know, you're unable to be everything to everybody. So to have somebody else against which you can differentiate that brand it will only help your business, really. Um, you know, there's no, you know, there's no Mercedes Benz without a Honda because we need to know what a Mercedes Benz is not. So, um, anyway, so let's dig. I want to dig into a little bit of the the meat and potatoes. So, assuming that web traffic is going to be indicative of the problems that box owners are trying to solve, are there? Do you see? general trends of traffic on certain types of articles that are popular? Um, yeah, I do. And I had actually looked up some uh, stats recently just on our our web articles and the traffic they get. And it was actually really interesting because I, I don't always take the time to do that, but you can learn a lot from stats. And um, a lot of them dealt with uh, just coaching. And um, one of the really big ones, we actually have Juliet Sturette blog for us quite often. And uh, one of the really big ones from her was coaches are employees, not contractors. And, you know, that legal difference between what labeling means on either of those realms, as well as, um, like, are you a coach or a workout administrator, which she also blogged about. So it was interesting to see that uh, legal aspects as well as um, just, like, coaches and how uh, involved they are in a class were both super big topics. And another really big article was Confessions of a CrossFit Coach, uh, which Charlie Sims wrote of CrossFit Generation, and just seeing, like, how his problems really connected with a lot of other people's problems and like how he was very truthful with his and seeing that so many people read that was very telling of they're probably having these same issues, same confessions, same, uh, same sort of, uh, problems as he is. So those were just a couple that really jumped on me, but, uh, marketing, marketing has definitely also been a really big topic that people seem to be looking into wanting more of because, Everyone I talk to, the only marketing they do really is social media and word of mouth. And they don't really you know, spend any money on marketing. And the closest I got to is T-shirts. People spend money on T-shirts. So that's also another really, really big topic that people have 
really dived into on our website. So where do you see, so of the box, so you had mentioned, um, branding being a thing, where do you, on the, on that marketing front, cause that, gosh, that's one thing that we really hear as a big pain point from a lot of gym owners is marketing. I, I don't know what to do. Like, what do you do to get more people in the door is probably the one thing that we hear all the time. Uh, do you, are there boxes that you see really pushing the envelope or do you, or are there any articles that have come out, um, either online or in print that have demonstrated some people pushing things forward on that front? Unfortunately, I haven't really seen any sort of, um, paving the way in terms of like, here's a specific marketing ploy and this is going to, you know, get you X amount of members. Um, the more people I've talked to apparel, is probably the biggest thing that needs to be uh, have spent more time on and, and maybe even money on. I think I, I just recently talked to um, Matt Sharp, and he was telling me that at CrossFit uh, Maximus that they have to make sure that all of their branding is the same on all of their apparel, which I think a lot of boxes don't do. That's like, oh, this is an awesome design. I'm going to slap this on a T-shirt, and then three months from now, put something different on here. And when you see a t-shirt that looks so different from this other one, you don't realize that it's the same box, you know, because you have a group, if you have a group of people going out and they're all wearing different kinds of looking t-shirts, you won't know that they're all from the same gym. And that won't be as big an impact as if a group of people go out and they all have the same looking style, the t-shirt, and you're like, whoa, all those people are from the same box. There must be something going on there. Right. You know? Yeah. They're all drinking the Kool-Aid over there. So I guess that, that has been a big thing, um over the the year and a half is like apparel is a huge area where people can market. And I don't think it's used as well as it can be used. And, and I would even, you know, in listening to you say that I would even take that, I would even extend that to like continuity of, like you said, branding. So, you know, it, you know, how, you know, how does that t-shirt look? Does it look similar to the rest? Does that, is that reflected on your website? Is your web presence um, contiguous with your apparel branding? Is you know the color palette in your gym? Yeah. Does, does your website reflect your customer experience? Mm-hmm. Like you know, kind of all of those things cannot be separated. As if like marketing is somehow separate from your business systems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got the best marketing plan in the world, but if you know your coaching staff sucks, that's not. You know, uh, uh, that's not continuity of of quality. No, and and I had already mentioned Brick, and I'm going to bring them up again because JP has done this so well, and they're and he's actually going to be on the January February cover of Box Pro. But you you walk in a Brick gym, and everything from their floor, which has orange in it, to the signs on doors that say staff only, everything is the same brand. You go onto their website. It looks exactly the same as the layout in their box. You look at their T-shirts, same logo, same coloring. It's the same thing. And then that all wraps into what they're trying to do with their box and almost like the motto behind Brick and that, you know, JP wants it to be an experience. He wants it to be memorable. And, I mean, when I went and I, I trained there one day and – it was memorable. The coach knew exactly what he was talking about. I've never learned more from a coach. And it was just incredible to see that it was all encompassed. It wasn't just like, oh, the t-shirt's by itself, and then it's my gym, and then it's my website. It's like, no, all of it came together in this almost a beautiful performance. 
that was an experience that I'm going to remember. So interestingly enough, so one thing that that 321 Go Project does annually is a gym owner survey. And so we get well over a thousand people responding to these surveys. And when asked, why did you get into this? You know, why did you open your gym? The vast, vast majority of people said, I enjoy working with people and helping them reach their goals. And I enjoy fitness. I consider this a way of giving back to the community. Like by far, that's what the vast majority of people say. But we see that when you're, then you're in the throes of your business, there becomes this disconnect between your, your scrambling to take care of all of these business systems that you don't then have the opportunity to provide that memorable experience. So admin work, like, uh, you know, budgeting, like all of these things allow you to help other people. And that's, I think that the industry is starting to come around to that idea that, a good coach is only as good as the system that they're allowed to thrive within. Mm-hmm. No, and that is just really interesting. That makes me think of, I've recently been reading The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber and just the difference between um, the roles that he lists as the te- technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur and how a lot of these owners, the more I talk to them, get into uh, the business as the technician because, you know, they love the work, they love the coaching, they want to help people. And a lot of them don't realize, like, there is an entrepreneur side that they really have to pour into in order to make their business successful. And like you were saying, I mean, sure, you can go and train people and, you know, maybe stuff is falling apart and that's okay and it doesn't look that nice, but people aren't going to want to come to your gym if you know the branding is not consistent if it's not a place where they get an experience and then your original intention of wanting to help people is going to fail and so like you were saying it is a all-encompassment of all these things that come together to create that thing that you wanted to reach for in the very very beginning so tell me what do in your opinion what do the next five years look like in the in the very specific like CrossFit industry, and then specifically, like, where does Box Pro come alongside? Where how does Box Pro fit into these next five years? Well, we will be there <laughs> all the way. <laughs> First off, um, but yeah, no, and that and that's a very interesting question, and it's incredible to look back just on the past five years and where CrossFit has already come. Um, and just to think, like, honestly, two years ago, I didn't even know what CrossFit was. And now it's <laughs> I'm over a magazine within the industry. Um, but I definitely think within the next five years, it's, it's, it's going to be more and more difficult to open up a box and more and more difficult to just open up a box that is bare bones because you're having, you know, these large affiliates really step up to the plate and move the bar up that more affiliate owners are going to have to be reaching for. And um, I think members are going to be expecting more from box owners in terms of like we've been talking about branding and, and like I want quality coaches and I'm sure everyone else wants quality coaches and um, you know, community. Yeah, that's great. We're having that in class, but let's do events every month. Let's do it every week. Let's, you know, these boxes into the third place versus, you know, just a, uh, just a gym where people can go and get really fit and maybe have some community. So I just see it 
as you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, getting closer to the health club industry in terms of uh, just being clean cut and 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 being well run and good branding and all because all encompassing. It's just an all encompassment of what we've been talking about. And, and, so, and, and I think you know to that point, I think that you know I can predict a couple box owners hearing this and thinking. I don't want to move towards the health club industry, but I think what we're saying is uh, a strong level of brand identity mm-hmm. will carry the affiliate model into the future. So, I mean, there are plenty of gyms that have a really hardcore brand identity. You know, it's by no means yes. a health club, but that's their very consistent brand identity. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like you, Heather, you just discovered CrossFit a couple years ago. And I'm sure that you found a gym that fits with your personal identity. Now, if you were like hardcore, like Sons of Anarchy style, that's what you wanted, there's going to be a place in the market for that as well. But the bottom line is it feels like this identity, this brand awareness needs to be clearly communicated and consistent. And there will be a home for everybody. Mm-hmm. No, and I think your point about yeah, we're not saying like become more like a health club. Heck, right. no, that's not what CrossFit is, and that and that's the beauty of CrossFit. I know that's why I personally love it so much, is that it's so different than anything mm-hmm. I've ever done before. But like you said, I think people really, you know, affiliates really need to think about who they are mm-hmm. as a box, and not only what their business is, but where they want their business to go. And then sit on that and make that uh, able to permeate everything that they're doing, you know, instead of just kind of floundering and doing this and that, but actually grasping a vision and then running with it. Yep. Awesome. Um, So, you know, we've talked about like looking into the future a little bit today. You, you have the luxury of like having conversations with a lot of different box owners, both as you interview them, uh, you know, you can gather data based off what people are interested in and obviously see some trends moving forward. But if you could identify one or two pain points that the box owner has today, what do you see that as being? Yes. Um, trying to think about which ones I want to address. (laughs) (laughs) We can do them Uh, all. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I think one of them is uh, just the fact that a lot of box owners don't have that business background that could make them successful, and many of them seem to think that uh, you know just their coaching and their love and their passion for CrossFit will get them through. And again, going back to the Emith Revisited, that book, there's an entrepreneurial side, and they have to realize that. And there's a manager side, and they have to realize that. And it, it's it's these three different roles all coming together in which they have to learn how to do each. And they can't just be the passionate coach that coaches all the time because there are parts of the business that they need to learn, you, you know, whether that be the just back-end stuff or marketing or anything like that. So I definitely think that's probably one of the biggest pain points I've seen is just – being a, a professional business and not just a hobby um, and not saying not every, many, many affiliates do that well, but a lot of affiliates I think could improve in that area. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one. And also um, 
communication is a really big one. I can't tell you how many times I email people and I never get a response or I'm responding to like two weeks later. And uh, actually Juliet Storette wrote a blog about that and, and just email etiquette and how it's important to respond, you know, within 24 hours, probably even sooner than that. Like if somebody responds to me within an hour, I am through the roof thrilled. And I'm like, I will be contacting you every other week to talk to you because you seem like an awesome and reliable person. And if somebody, I know when I was first trying to find a box, emailed a couple of different places and never heard back from anybody, I was like automatically turn off. Like I, I, I don't want to go there because that's going to be so hard to ask them questions and learn about this. And that would be just difficult to deal with with my membership. So I definitely think communication, even on just like that small point of like emailing and phone calls, answer your phone. (laughs) I'll say this. One of the analogies that we always use at, at three, two, one go with our business mentoring clients is Amazon. Like really Amazon doesn't sell anything that you can't get anywhere. But you can do it right then. Uh, it would be a – Amazon would be a pointless – they would be out of business if you had to wait on a response to buy a shower curtain. You, like they're only popular because they picked up the phone, like the metaphorical phone in this sense. And that's a huge takeaway. Like the, the customer – like today's customer wants to join now. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and that's an opportunity for a box owner. Like everybody wants to buy something on the internet right now. And you as the gym owner should be really stoked at that thought, meaning, hey, while I'm asleep, somebody just bought a membership. Like let's get that set up and let's roll. Yeah, no, and it's crazy. I know I was talking to Philly and he was saying, you know, if I miss out on a member, that's basically $3,000 a year. <laughs> out of, you know, out of my pocket and I'm never going to do that. Like, it's so important to connect with all these people. And again, if you're in the business of changing lives, don't you want to change more lives than not? Don't you want to respond to those people who are interested or who maybe want to write a story about you? So, (laughs) but yeah, so that's probably, those are probably kind of just two that I would highlight as communication and business acumen and, and just working on those two. Um, so we've covered a lot of these, but at, Again, having had a lot of conversations with affiliate owners, where do you see their strengths? Like where are these primary assets that uh, affiliate owners that, you know, they're typically probably CrossFit enthusiasts or CrossFit coaches that became business owners. And do you see any skill sets that they have going into becoming business owners that maybe business owners in other industries don't have? I definitely think one, like you just said, is their passion led them into CrossFit. I definitely their passion is a huge thing. I mean, if you're not passionate about something that your life is about, you're not going to do as well as you would somewhere else. I mean, I'm passionate about BoxPro because I love it. And if I didn't love it, I probably should go work somewhere else. And so I think that is a huge factor when it comes to the success that they can find in their business is just... Uh, you know, taking hold of that passion and then maybe molding it a bit and, and, you know, spreading it out into those different avenues where it needs to go. But I mean, when I talk to an owner who, who you can just tell loves their box and loves their members and love what they're doing, 
it just shows. And it's honestly, no better word is it's just awesome. It really is. And I don't think you find that in many other industries where people, you know, have opened up businesses that they just love day in and day out, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So passion and alongside with that, just the community. I mean, the community aspect of CrossFit of the boxes is probably the winning factor. Um, like in the, the, the survey that you mentioned, that was a huge thing that kept popping up was, you know, people love the community of the boxes. And I think that just can't be ignored at all. And, um, sometimes I think box owners might get a bit, you know, lazy in the fact like, oh yeah, yeah, we have good community, but you need to continue to ramp that up and continue to pour into that because it is so important. And that's what makes cross, that's what makes CrossFit successful. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that that's why they do CrossFit is for the community. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, and you know, I, I kind of took a note, you were talking about, uh, some pain points of the box owner and, and I took, I made this note like, uh, grit, you know, there's, I, I read a study, I could not even begin to cite it, but I'll put it in the show notes once I find it. Uh, but that this idea of grit is kind of the number one key indicator of success for children you know, or kids coming out of high school. Um, so this grit, and that's one thing, especially in this day and age, entrepreneurship is such a buzzword. Like every kid that has an idea on a Friday night is like, I'm an entrepreneur because of this idea. (laughs) And (laughs) the more and more gym owners that I talk to, because they did CrossFit before they were business owners, I mean, let's be honest, Heather, like thrusters suck. Oh gosh. Right? Yes. So much. You know, I'm I'm saying that because I'm getting ready to go do a bunch of them and I'm, (laughs) I'm dreading it. But that goes. It could be worse. You could be doing burpees. Let's be real. Preach, uh, <laughs> but I, I only say that because all of a sudden you have this new wave. CrossFit has provided this new wave of entrepreneurs that have built-in grit. Like here's a group of men and women that do burpees because they should do burpees because it's the right thing to do, despite how bad that it feels. So, you know, going into t- attacking these pain points that you and I have talked about. Here's this awesome group of people that really can put their head down and take a couple steps a day. You know, like that's a pretty powerful group of folks, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, if if you have these people who are doing thrusters and burpees day in and day out, they can surely, you know, look at these pain points and just be like, okay, this is just another thruster. It's just another burpee. And I'm going to do one a day and I'm going to get better at them. And I'm going to do two a day, you know, and it's just like you said, having that mentality of that grit and, and pursuing uh, to make your business better, even if it's, it's going to suck and it's going to be hard. But that's CrossFit. It sucks and it's hard, but we all love it. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, good stuff, Heather. <laughs> so, I try. I really try. I don't know where to get it from. It just comes out. <laughs> so so a, couple things, a couple things that we hit on, um, we're talking best practices of the most successful boxes. Branding is a big one. Uh, it, but you'd also mentioned some some popular articles that that um, Juliet Starrett has put out. And if I were to summarize maybe the topics, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're talking more like business systems and personnel management and things like that. Do you see any best practices? I mean, we can even just take San Francisco as an example. Um, you know, are there best practices on the running of the day-to-day of those boxes that you see uh, as a common theme throughout these successful gyms? 
Um, I guess, I guess kind of going off of like, you know, taking San Francisco CrossFit and like looking at them. I know, uh, one of the great things like Julia brought up is she, she will check her email twice a day and she will organize her email, put them into her folders with her email app and, um, go through them, you know, systematically and really, you know, not, not just haphazardly. Like I go through my email haphazardly, but she is like, all right, I'm doing this one. I'm doing this one. I'm just, I'm going to put that one over here and over there. So that's even just even realizing that little things like checking your email can be systematized where you can be efficient and effective even in checking your email is something that I think um, affiliates can take away from as well as I know San Francisco and then Trident CrossFit, which was just on our November, December issues cover. Um, they both have some serious internship programs where coaches um, have to go through months and months of training before they can actually uh, become a coach at the box, which I think is super important because, I mean, we've CrossFit has already gotten bad press about people getting hurt and that doesn't need to continue. And so I think just the fact that they make these coaches go through such an extensive learning process can also be a great takeaway. And I think more boxes should take care of. And yeah, it's great when your members want to become coaches, but let them know it's going to be a rigorous training process because it should be, because basically they're training people in something that, you know, anything can be considered dangerous. And I mean, lifting heavy weights over your head is, is not an easy task. And so I just think that is also a really great thing to look at is how your staff is coming to be your staff. If that makes Mm, sense. That's a huge one. So in these shows, Heather, we always like to give people one little tactic that they can change throughout the week. And I'm going to steal your email uh, tactic. And one thing that I like to do is I like to do two one-hour AMRAPs a day of emails. And it's like you've got, a, you've got two one-hour windows. And I always try to make it like my first hour and then like my lunch hour, as many emails as possible in one hour. It's a good nugget. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that. Two two one hour AMRAPs of emails. I mean, it sounds. I don't know. I might rather do burpees, but <laughs> it sounds pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. You 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 know, I found you got to kind of like pick the time of the day where your brain's working, but your body isn't, and that's like first thing in the morning for me. It's like my brain's on overdrive, but my body's not ready to do anything. So that's like perfect. <laughs> Just roll over in bed and bang it out. Um, so. Any last, before we go, Heather, like any last plugs? I've taken a bunch of notes on all the different articles that we've talked about. Um, So I'll be sure to throw in links in the show notes to all of these articles that we've had. Um, Any plugs, any cool things that are are coming up for BoxPro that we should be aware of? Yeah. So BoxPro, like I said, we're always, we are always learning uh, from you guys, the affiliates, from the coaches. We're always trying to change and evolve alongside the industry. Uh, And actually one of the things that I am going to be launching with BoxPro come maybe later January, early February, date to be set, is actually our very own podcast. So that is in the research stage right now, but we're uh, looking at that being just being another resource for, you know, affiliates to learn from because what better way is to listen to me interviewing somebody uh, while you do some thrusters and burpees and then we can talk about how it goes suck. Yeah, so. that's, it's such a good, you know, <laughs> honestly, it's such a good medium, especially for the gym owner because uh, by nature, you're going to have a few tasks that are really mindless. Putting in some earbuds and, and you know, cleaning barbells, for example, is 
I think that's killer. I really <laughs> yeah. look forward to it. Yeah. No, so there's that. And then we're also actually uh, putting on our first Box Pro event this year, which is going to be a leadership summit in Atlanta, Georgia. And there's definitely going to be a little bit more uh, information, but it is invite only. So make sure you're an awesome affiliate and you might be hearing from me. But that's also just another thing we're doing, um, trying to get affiliates together to discuss best practices and learn from each other and network up the wazoo. So, Killer. but like I said, um, Box Pro. Who knows what's coming in the next year? We don't know at the CrossFit Games. You don't know with Box Pro, but it's going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll definitely look forward to it, uh, Heather. I really uh, uh, appreciate your time. Like you provided a ton of awesome insight, and I can't thank you enough. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.